I'm the gringo that always delivers. We are the SpyFi Guys, and this is American Made. Welcome to the SpyFi Guys, where we cover spy facts, spy fiction, and everything in between. I'm Christian. And I'm Zach. And this may be the first time I've ever said the word gringo in my entire life. <laughs> so today we are covering... As we said in the top, American Made, so another Tom Cruise movie. Again, one of my favorite actors. Yeah, you can tell how we were able to come to this decision of which movie to make, or which movie to cover. Makes it easier. <clears throat> and uh, so if you're not familiar with this movie, I remember when it came out, and it's kind of like a what you could call a mid-budget level movie, probably like a, like a not a huge blockbuster, but not mm. an independent one either. Right. And it, it's very reminiscent of Breaking Bad. Huh. Well, so and this we is gonna... can probably cover that in, when we get to the end. We get our general perspectives. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Have you seen? You saw this movie in theaters? Nope. When oh, I okay. watched it this week was the first time I had seen it. Gotcha. Okay. I've seen this once in theaters, and then a few times after I got it on uh, Blu-ray. So I'm fairly familiar with this movie, mainly because it's a Tom Cruise movie, and also because he's a pilot, and I'm a huge Top Gun fan. So just seeing him in a piloting role was cool and fun fact he so it's cl claimed that he did most of uh, like most if not all of his own stunt piloting in this movie wow i didn't know that yeah i mean because he is a actual pilot so right if this so this movie is absolutely a tom cruise vehicle so if you like tom mm -hmm. cruise and vehicles and tom cruise in vehicles <laughs> this is the movie for you i like that you come up with that yourself yeah, I did. I'm nice, pretty clever. Nice. <laughs> Here's a synopsis. The story of Barry Seal, an American pilot who became a drug runner for the CIA in the 1980s in a clandestine operation that would be exposed as the Iran-Contra affair. Which, I mean, is accurate, but, and we'll get into this in the movie, Iran, the Iran-Contra affair doesn't even come into it until the last, like, five minutes. Also, who calls it the Iran-Contra affair? It's the Iran-Contra scandal. I mean, come on. Everybody knows that. Wikipedia says it's the fair. Well, Wikipedia is wrong. <laughs> I've, I've always heard the Iran-Contra scandal. Have you uh, seen the yeah. uh, American Dad-style Schoolhouse Rock explanation of the uh, Iran-Contra scandal? Didn't they use that in the movie itself? Uh, the, there is a part that looks like Schoolhouse Rock, but yeah. it's different. Oh, wait, from American Dad. Yes, yes, I have seen that. Now I think about it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's great. It's probably, probably my favorite part of that entire show. Probably, yeah. But we can talk about that on another show. That's yeah, that's fine. Okay, so let's let's jump right in, shall we? And I like how let's jump, or so we're jumping right in. Here's mm -hmm. the movie. And I like how immediately when it does the universal spin, it immediately jumps back to the seventies. Yeah, and it goes with the retro universal logo right after it like it starts. There's a little, you know, of that, you know, uh what is Disco. it? That and like so the needles scratch, so it's like interrupts everything <laughs> as they mm -hmm. switch the new logo. Very 70s mm -hmm. montage. And we meet Barry Seal, and he is an airline pilot for TWA. And, and he's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and also, it starts with your least favorite, uh, for, you know, caption based on a true story. No. We've been over this. Oh, wait, We've been wait. over this. Based on a true story is fine. Okay. Inspired by a true story is what I don't like. 
Oh. Well, that, this is, one... that is total BS. Gotcha. Uh, well, I mean, we'll get to this maybe in, in Spy Fact for Spy Fiction, but the director, Doug Lyman, who actually we never mentioned who the director was, um, has described the film as a fun lie based on a true story. So, so in this case, so in this case, it isn't just a true story, and they're being polite when they say based on. They actually mean based on. It really should be inspired by. Mm, we need we need another term. Maybe we can think <laughs> about it. That's not based. It's not inspired. What about like loosely based on a true story? Uh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, so let's let's but let's jump back right. into the story. So, so the reason why I say that Barry is a jerk is because within about two minutes of meeting him, he is flying his uh, commercial airplane and then like kind of knocks it around just to knock everybody around and wake them up just because he's bored. Yeah, that does not seem very considerate. No, and I mean, and I think maybe the Breaking Bad person is apt because, yeah, no, he's a terrible person, but you're just so fascinated by it. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if he's a, I don't know if he's a terrible person. Hmm. It's, a, it's a little bit harsh. The good book says not to judge people, <laughs> but he, he does what he wants to do, mm -hmm. and uh, what he wants to do is what's best for him. Right. As, as we see, so like Walter White, at least in the beginning, he's sort of. He sort of has pure motives too, and obviously Barry is not as bad as Walter White. I mean, Barry doesn't kill anybody directly. Okay, so we after a, a montage with some weird edits, mm -hmm. he comes home and we see his we meet his young hot wife. And yeah, so he you know, when when he gets home, you know, she's getting dolled up for a, you know mm -hmm. a night with together, and you know when she comes back, he's passed out on the bed. And then they right. have this montage of, you know, him landing in a bunch of different cities. And, you know, it's usually mm -hmm. how pilots, you know, will stand as you're leaving the plane. They'll stand right there and say, you know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to wherever. So it's a montage mm -hmm. of him going, you know, welcome to Chicago. Welcome to uh, San Antonio, Cincinnati, Vancouver. Yeah. Montreal, so his life Australia. is boring. Mm -hmm. His life is boring. Right. It's, it reminds me of Fight Club how a similar montage is in Fight Club. And what's amazing is that this is back in the 70s when being a pilot was more of a glamorous, kind of exciting, romantic profession. I think that sort of hit its peak in like the 60s. Or even like the in 50s. The, yeah, in the jet set <laughs> era, really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, but I yeah. mean, his friend says that women still love a man in uniform. That's true, that's true. So that's still going on there, but and that's the interesting, like, well, yeah, we see him do some terrible things or make some pretty terrible choices. But we actually never see him be unfaithful to his wife, which I was like, wow, actually, which I didn't realize until just now. That's true. Yeah, they're I like mean, happily I, I married. Yeah. I, st I still am not sure that I would agree with you that he's a, quote, terrible person. Uh, but, uh, but but maybe you can defend that position right, as we go right, through the movie right. and, and we can talk about it. But at one point, while he's going places, he gets caught smuggling cigars back yep. from Cuba through Vancouver. Mm -hmm. And that sort of is what gets him into his life of crime. Yeah, so... And it is uh, a life of crime. <laughs> yeah. So he sees... So, you know, when he makes the drop-off with it, he gets some cash for it. 
And in the bar, a hotel bar where he had dropped it off, he find he you know sees who picked the package and like them going through the package. And the guy calls over to him, and so we find out mm -hmm. this guy's name Schaefer. He's played by uh, I just forget his name, General Hux from Star Wars. Really? Yeah. Oh my God, that was him. I think yeah, it's because he had a beard. Is that oh, why I didn't recognize? Domhnall Gleeson. There we go. Yeah. He is also uh, Billy in the Weezy Harry Harry Potter films. And he's also the uh, one of the guys in Ex Machina, which is probably uh, yeah. the best movie he's been in. Doesn't that also have Oscar Isaac in it? Mm-hmm. Ah. It's a regular Star Wars mini reunion. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so his name's Schaefer, and so he, he's, you know, subtly, subtly reveals that he's CIA, and it's, he knows that you know Barry is a smuggler um, and smuggles stuff like small time stuff like that. You know, mm -hmm. basically Barry's whole background, right? And Schaefer says that you know that uh, revolution is coming to Central America, and we're building nations we being america but we're be building nations down there which is what america's at its best according to schaefer but he's i mean it's better than bombing people right that's true um but yeah so and so he you know gives uh let's barry know that you know they might need his help with something so he takes him to a hangar with a new private plane mm -hmm. and says that you know this the hangar and the plane belong to iac Avi independent aviation consultants. Which I, so I love the wife's reaction to that. She's like, <laughs> it sounds made up here, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe with a four-letter word in there, too. So they want him not to be a smuggler, but to be an intelligence collector. They mm -hmm. want him to fly over, like, gorilla sites and take pictures with cameras on the bottom of the plane. Which is, like, crazy. <laughs> what? Well, I mean, don't, they, don't they have, like, actual people who can do that job instead? Mm. Well, I think, oh, I think this is more because it was sort of under the radar. It's like deniability. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so, you know, anyone who can't tell about this, not even your wife, and mm -hmm. don't get caught doing it. Right. So so, he, so his wife, he tells his wife that he wants to leave, um, what was it, United? TWA. Yeah, he wants to leave TWA. She doesn't want him to. So they like argue about it, but eventually he just walks off of his plane. Yep. And he starts. He starts his new life at the mm -hmm. uh, at the CIA. And this is the, and so as he walks off, this is the first time we get sort of interspersed throughout the whole movie. There are these recordings of Barry, like sort of giving an overall narration and get that mm -hmm. effect where it looks like it's filmed on VHS. Yep. With dates, so that we know exactly when he's doing it. Yeah, and so and this is where we get. Also, the reason why they do that is to show that it's like actually the whole movie is a flashback, mm -hmm. which of course we've seen in a few different movies. So he gets he gets to work and he's photographing insurgents, and I love how they call them insurgents. It's like what's <laughs> old is new again. Yeah, things things don't well, change that much. And he lies and he lies to his wife about his job. Yeah. Well, before this, they also have that schoolhouse rock animation that's sort of explaining where mm -hmm. we are in the Cold War at this point. Uh, right. Where we have explained well, basically that you had yeah. the Soviet Union trying to back communist rebellions in all of these Central American countries, right? And they, the people that are communists, have all these various different names. So we also find that so Lucy, yeah, Lucy's pregnant and Barry's trying to get some more money out of Schaefer, and so and uh, Schaefer's kind of being a bit cagey, saying, you know, I'm sure you'll figure it out. 
Which is and not, so they give him not a great move. <laughs> no. I mean, because it's just like, well, see, th so that's the risk. That is the risk of using an independent person and not like a CIA operative. Because <laughs> Barry didn't swear an oath to, to serve the Constitution of the United States. Mm -hmm. He's not like a true believer. He just does it for the money. And that's the risk. It's like, it's like any other mercenary, basically. Is that what do you do when they meet someone who pays more? Fortunately, it didn't happen here, but it could have. <laughs> yes, yeah, so oh. he starts acting as a courier. I, I, and they never make it clear, but I assume he gets more money for this. Mm -hmm. So he's going to act as a courier uh, to Panama, to uh, Colonel, uh, at the time, Colonel Noriega, who's passing mm -hmm. the U.S. government intelligence. Yeah, I, I would assume that he gets paid for that. That's like part of... Uh, but, it, but it's still within the CIA, right? Because it's still mm -hmm. intelligence work. Right, right. And yeah, so, wasn't Noriega the one that got overthrown by the United States in the 80s? I believe so. I believe so, too. But then he meets South American guys who know that he's flying between Central America and the U.S., and they want his help to smuggle drugs for the cartels. Yeah, so this happens when he lands in Colombia, can't his, and the uh, ga gasoline um, to refill his plane is locked up. So he gets taken by car to a mansion, and mm -hmm. you know, these, these guys tell him that he wants, yeah, he wants him to smuggle uh, cocaine across the border, $2,000 per kilo. Which is two point like, two. How much pounds. is a kilo? Because we're Americans. <laughs> and then it's also and like, well, how much? How much can you fit? Which brings us to a great scene, one of my favorite scenes, which is with this fat guy in the plane. All right. But before we get there, <laughs> oh sorry, we gotta explain who these guys are. We do. They're George Ochoa, Carlos Leder, and Pablo Escobar, the Medellin clan. Yeah, I didn't feel like that needed to be explained. I felt like people would know who he is. I mean, yeah, well, maybe, but still. I mean, just the fact that these guys are an infamous um, cartel, and you didn't even mention the fact that they, who they are, really. Oh, that's true. Well, I, I yeah, I say cartel. Well, also, they're infamous for, like, killing people who cross mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Which is, yeah. they seem like such nice guys throughout pretty much the entire movie, yet especially right here. Yeah. But, yeah, so... To, yeah, so to get the uh, drugs across, they, he's gonna he has to take off from this airfield, which has a really tiny runway and mountains on mm -hmm. both sides, and they want him to land in Miami. He tells him, "No, that's a terrible idea. I'm not gonna land anywhere. What he's gonna do is he's gonna drop the product in Louisiana, and he's gonna drop it through a hatch in his plane." And so they try to fill the plane up with as much coke as they can. Mm -hmm. And, and then, like you said, they try to put a right. really, really fat guard on there, mm -hmm. right in the uh, in the passenger seat. And Barry is like, "You either get less product or him, but not both." Mm -hmm. So he so he gets tossed out, and I guess they just trust him with all of that, all of those drugs. They just trust Barry not to screw them over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as he takes, and so he, you know, they push it all the way ba back on the runway. Um, so far, that's mm -hmm. almost, that's pretty much in the, almost in the trees when they, when he takes off. And right. so he goes, they start up the plane and uh, Ochoa gives him this cross. <laughs> um, 
was for good luck. Mm-hmm. And he's he's like at first he's like, no, no, I don't need that. It's like, no, oh, yeah, give it, give it, give it to me. And as lucky he gets. Yeah. Did he actually? So did Tom Cruise actually fly the plane in this part? Because it looks like he was like gonna die at any second. Um, they did. I so I don't know which ones he did and which ones he didn't. But they said like it's like most, if not all, of him is of him flying. So yeah. Because this part was crazy. He's like flying through the trees for the pat mm-hmm. for the last like five seconds of it or so. Yeah. It was a really yeah, so- it was a really good part. I also like when he was like, "Can you extend the runway?" And they're like, "No." <laughs> It's like, but why not? Mm-hmm. By the by the way, do we already talk about this? Do you know that you can't just build an airstrip like anywhere you want? Mm, like so video games that, evolve to so, Well, if you want to build an airstrip, you need to have like very specific winds. Oh. Like, like the huh. winds have to be good. Because I was always wondering in World War II why they need to conquer all these little islands. Can't they just go to a different island and build an airstrip there? Mm-hmm. Huh. Apparently that's the reason. Makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, he gets, he makes it out, and he goes over Louisiana. He drops the packages in a swamp. But also, uh, when he's flying there, he uh, the F I think it's the FAA. Do they say which agency is Pat tracking him at this point? I did. I don't. I don't have that down. Okay. Maybe they might not have said it. Yeah, but there, there's this uh, whoever is tracking. You see, you know, we had a sees him pop up on their radar, and they're like, "What? Who's this?" And so he does this really cool maneuver where he flies right next to some oil platforms. Mm-hmm. And so they think that he is actually just a helicopter going between the air, oil platforms. And they say, disregard. I thought that was It's almost as ridiculous idea. as that part in Star Wars where they're like, don't shoot the escape pod. There's no life forms on it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, with, with the oil or with helicopters going to oil platforms all the time. It makes sense that, you know, all right, that's just another one of theirs. But like eventually, well, okay. I don't know all the details. If eventually he would leave the oil platforms and then whatever. Also, <laughs> like I said, if you like shots of planes flying, this is the movie for you because there's tons <laughs> of them. <laughs> okay. So then the next note I have, I may have skipped ahead a little bit. Sorry. Is that he gets arrested yeah, well, so before he gets arrested, he's okay. drinking with, so the, he's toasting with the cartel, set, you know, on a mm-hmm. successful mission and t- talking about, okay, what they're going to do next time. And then they get, and so, yeah, so they see a bunch of armed soldiers invading the mansion. And the oh, yeah, cartel tells oh. him to, like, just stay here, it'll be fine. And he's mm-hmm. like, you want me to stay here? And then he just sees all these, you know, Guns. He hears all these gunshots and sees a police helicopter. He's like, mm, "Okay, I'm gonna try to get out," and he gets arrested. It's not a good situation to be in. You ever seen Locked Up Abroad? I have not. No. It's like was well, like one of my fears. So were they expecting him to make that crazy takeoff like every single month or something like that? Yeah, pretty much. It's like, oh, you did it once, so I guess you can do it forever. Yeah. Well, I mean, that he makes sense. he was a great pilot. <laughs> but it, you know, in the movie, it makes it seem like he like barely did it, <laughs> and like maybe next time we won't get so lucky. But okay, whatever. So he gets arrested, and the CIA pretends like we don't know you, mm-hmm. never heard of you. Which of course is exactly what Domnall told him would happen. Mm-hmm. We hear that Barry, that uh, Louisiana PD, has heard about his arrest here, and that they're going to come and pick up his wife oh. and his kids for <clears> questioning. <throat> 
So he has to take his family out, which is like, this one is ridiculous. I can't <laughs> believe that his wife went along with it. I mean, there are consequences. Eventually she's like, yo, what is going on? Which I'm happy about, but it's like, yeah. can, you, can you imagine being in that situation? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I like that there, you know, when he's trying to tell her to get, get, you know, to pack up everything. And he's like, do you trust me? He's like, bleep. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, she still like, goes along he, with it. Yeah. I mean, he has to be a criminal, right? Like, there's mm -hmm. no other possible explanation for why you'd have to get out that quickly. This has got to be. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we get this as you were t talking about this explanation of the how Nicaragua has been taken over by the Sandinistas, who are a, commu a communist uh, regime, and also mm -hmm. that Reagan is now the president, and Reagan wants to support the Contras, but of course Congress wouldn't let him. So Reagan turns to the CIA, and the CIA turned to Barry. Mm -hmm. Going around Congress, they say it's high treason. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so these uh, SEALs pack up their pack up everything that they have I'll drive to Domina, Arkansas. So, and they, as they're driving through, they see it's this tiny, tiny town. Mm -hmm. Not much in it, really. Except for barbecue. <laughs> Seems like a nice chance to get away from it all, if you ask me. But yeah, and so they drive to this house, which is, you know, missing a refrigerator, a washing machine, dishwasher, and, you know, doesn't seem mm -hmm. to have running water. And his wife's just there. It's like, what is going on? <laughs> so it's like a New York City apartment. But <laughs> And this is when Schaefer <laughs> pops up. Again. So I have a question. Yes. The CIA just didn't mind him doing drug smuggling. I mean, they were like cool with it. It's unclear. It's unclear how much the CIA knew what was going on, and also, at least the way <laughs> that the movie portrays it, that was his first time doing a run with the with the cartel. Oh, so he like he like did a run exactly once. Yeah, and then and then uh, got caught after mm -hmm. that. Okay, all right. I was I was sort of wondering, like, you think there'd be some kind of? I guess moving his family to Arkansas at the drop of a hat would cut what qualifies negative consequences for mm -hmm. for doing that. But like, yeah. you think they would have been like, "Hey, stop using our planes for criminal activities." It's not even your plane; it's, it's not, our plane. Well, well, I guess it is technically his true, plane. True, true. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, Schaefer drives up, shows him to his new hangar. Which mm -hmm. I'm not sure if this is the same plane or is this a new plane, but it looks pretty identical. He says that you know you have this all belongs to you, and there, as do the two thousand acres of land between the hangar and his your house. And inside the hangar, there's also a creative AK, so he, which you know he's going to smuggle mm -hmm. to the Contras. Yeah. And I like this scene where it's like, and so he no, Barry notices there's a bag on the wing of the plane. He's like, so everything is in in this hangar's mind. This plane's mine. Yep. This truck's mine. That mm -hmm. bag's mine. And Schaefer's like, what bag? So the idea is that he, he forgot that he put it there or something? No, it's just deniability. Uh, of course. Which, which, being spy movie fans, you'd think I would have picked up on that. <laughs> I thought he like literally brought it back and then forgot about it, but... That no, 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 no. <laughs> well, yeah, so 
after this, Barry goes back to the house. He brought some fast food, and apparently Lucy already put mm. the fed the kids, put them to bed, and that Barry fast comes food clean. Really good, by the way. I think I was What's hungry that? and I was watching the movie. I think I was hungry and I was watching the movie, but I was like, that looks great. <laughs> it's like pizza and other stuff. Mm. And then you get sad when she like throws it on the ground. Yeah, you mean the domestic violence part? Yeah, that was upsetting. And it was also <laughs> because of the food got got I mean, it's probably salvageable. <laughs> but they never talk about it again. Mm-mm. Tom Cruise is not Brad Pitt. He doesn't eat in every one of his movies. <laughs> Actually, now that okay. I'm thinking about it. Have we seen Tom Cruise eat in a movie? Yeah, we definitely have. I just don't remember. I just don't remember right now. Maybe Edge of Tomorrow? It's a good question for you, Tom Cruise. Anyway, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so he does does come clean to his wife Mm -hmm. at this point. Which, thank goodness, it's not like Breaking Bad where we have to deal with it for four seasons. Mm Mm-hmm. Barry, we see Barry make his first uh, flight to Nicaragua, meets the Contras. <laughs> they don't really seem too happy to see him, and they uh, end up stealing his boots and his sunglasses, and mm-hmm. don't really want the guns. And he tells us to shave for yeah. You know, just keep making those deliveries. Right, I mean, it's probably above Schaefer's pay grade. He's like, just bring the guns, and after they get there, it's it's not my concern. Mm-hmm. So the next time he brings some porn and liquor to, uh, as gifts and also brings a mm-hmm. baseball bat to try to fend them off. Mm-hmm. And then tries, it seems know, to work okay. <laughs> yeah, and so he like threw basically like throws a bag of AKs at them and as this is happening, up pop the Medellin cartel. And so they yeah, come to a new arrangement. Mm-hmm. So he you know, give the guns to uh, the cartel in Colombia, pick up some drugs, deliver those drugs to the Nicar- to Nicaragua to to the Contras. The Contras are going to smuggle the uh, drugs to Miami in their fishing boats, mm-hmm. and then uh, Barry brings some more drugs back to to through Louisiana on his plane. This mm-hmm. was in the cartoon. Okay, yeah. this was in the animation. So I, I understand all of that. It's very yeah. clear. Here's my question, though. Uh, mm-hmm. How did the CIA not know that the guns were not going to the Contras? How would they know? Because you'd think someone would eventually say, hey, none of the guns that you said you would send us have arrived. No, because they don't want the guns, because they don't want to fight. Okay. Yes, but... Okay, somebody, somebody in the Contras must want them, right? I understand that the people on the ground, you know, they made that clear in the movie that the ordinary mm-hmm. foot soldiers don't really care about the struggle. But you think the leaders would. All right, and we'll get into I mean, this like, later. I'll, I'll, we'll, let's table this for now, and we'll talk about okay. this. I was hoping you would explain this to me because I found it confusing. I don't understand how he got away with that for so long. <laughs> this, like, little scam. Well... I'm gonna put it this way: the, so the person, one of the people he meets, seems to be mm-hmm. like the leader of the Contras. So, in other words, they were in on it too. Yeah, yeah. So much he's trying to do, he has he hires some help. So, we meet these four other pilots: Pete, Stan, Bill, and Bob. He calls them his snowbirds. His crew. Yep. And mm-hmm. Schaefer, you know, he finds Schaefer and um, 
waiting for him at the hangar and says, you know, we need to borrow some of your land uh, because we're going to bring the Contras over to Mina to train and so they can learn how to fight. Wow, there really is nothing new under the sun, huh? <laughs> you mentioned that, but that's the part of the reason why Congress didn't want to get involved. Probably the right call, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so as he's bringing the Contras over in, this, in the planes, you know... A lot of them end up just running away so they can live in the U.S. and, you know, live in a better country. Mm-hmm. This is so, and, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and as this is happening, so Barry's getting paid not just from the CIA, but also by the cartel. And he has loads of money. And so he's trying to figure out, you know, he needs to launder it. So he buys Lucy a car. They remodel their home completely. Mm-hmm. Barry opens a bunch of front businesses, uh, including what is a what was like some of them uh, trophy making or sign making, uh, yep. a bunch of other and, stuff. And like just hires employees not to do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also get a part here with Jesse Plemons as the sheriff. Oh yeah, Jesse, that's who Jesse that Plemons is. is in Breaking uh, Bad, and he's in Game Night, and he's in a, he's in a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, I mean, this keeps coming up in the movie, but it's ridiculous how he has like just cash everywhere in his house, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like, and what this movie reminded me of the most was these like, like a gangster movie, yeah, like Goodfellas yeah. or like mm-hmm. Casino. And it's like the good, these were the good times. We were making money on top of money. <laughs> we thought they'd go on forever. Mm-hmm. And so there's this montage of sort of 80s excess. It's, you know, Wolf of Wall Street. That's it. That's the. Yeah, that's a good comparison. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, all you know, them buying actual ponies for their for their daughters, going to parties yeah. with the cartel, having you know zero G sex in an airplane. Wait, what? Was I not paying <laughs> attention miss- during that part? Apparently not. Oh wait. <laughs> Yes. No, I got that they were in an airplane. I didn't realize it was zero G. I didn't realize that that's what they I mean, were doing. Not necessarily. Well, did you not notice the floating presence in the background? Maybe. I guess not. <laughs> All right. That's pretty slick. I didn't even know you could do that in planes that weren't like the Vomit Comet. I mean, what all you need is just to fly on that parabolic arc, I think. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not an aerospace engineer, so I don't know. But as I'm sure, as what I, as I understand it, you just need to fly on that parabolic arc, and it will give you however many seconds of zero g. Better work fast. <laughs> but yeah. So and all this happens, as you said, these are the, the good times for the SEAL family, and then JB shows up. It's always family. So have you seen Casino? <laughs> I have not. Casino with um. Robert De Niro. So mm-hmm. I vaguely recall that it was like his wife that was like his his downfall. Uh, I mean, look at The Godfather. It's Fredo. Right. I mean, it's always the family that that takes down these uh, criminals. Either that or they get greedy. But in, mm. in this case, I guess it's a little bit of both. Right. Yeah. So JB is Lucy's younger brother who's kind of a dirtbag. <laughs> Doesn't right. really seem to no have any sort of work ethic or value mm-hmm. he uh he we first meet him with a 15 year old uh, that's not the first time but that comes a little bit later it's close okay it's close to the first yeah. time he also yeah. stole money to buy a car mm-hmm. 
And, Stole money uh, so out of one of the Samsonites that uh, Barry had in the hangar full of cash. So, I don't know, I'm sort of a mixed feelings about this part. Okay. Because, like, okay, so, yeah, JV's not a good person, but Barry has a, literally has more money than he knows what to do with. True. So, it seems unnecessarily dickish to make Barry, like, work for a salary. You mean JB? Yes. It seems unnecessarily dickish to make JB work I don't for think a that it's because he, well, no, I, Remember, it's uh, Barry is 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 about to say, you know, you can, yeah, let me just give you some folding cash, and you can do whatever that you ever want. And it's Lucy who says, "No, my brother's gonna work." That's true, but Lu what Lucy doesn't know won't hurt her. I mean, it's not <laughs> like it's not like Barry's had an issue with her, lying to her before. And so the thing is, if this were like a real business, mm -hmm. it would be one thing. But the fact that it's a criminal enterprise. And once JB like knows about it, then he has leverage over Barry, which of course, what is exactly what happens later in the movie is that he tries to uh, blackmail him. Yeah, but I mean, even if he did just give him a bunch of cash, you don't think JB's going to? JB strikes me as the kind of guy who, if he starts, you know, gets that cash, he's going to want more, and he's going to start to try to figure out why they have so much cash. Well, it seems to me like he eventually figures out. I mean, okay, he he can see their house, he can see their cars, he knows they have a lot of cash, and maybe he doesn't know how they get it, but he knows that they have a lot, and that means he can hit them up for them, whether he earns it, whether they just give it to him. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm like overthinking this, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't even know. I don't even know where I'm going with it. Let's just move on. <laughs> oh, I also wanted to talk about the Confederate flags. Oh well, I mean, they're in the South. Well, J well, JB has. I just wanted to point out oh, for the yeah. record, JB has mm -hmm. one on his car, and then Barry yeah. has one like in his house. True. And I guess this movie was made in an era when we we're not as sensitive about them as we are now. Uh, A little I bit mean, of acknowledgement yeah. would have been nice. <laughs> I mean, I on like on the one hand, I can see that okay, it it is the they are living in the South, and so they would have it up. Mm -hmm. And but yeah, I mean, I didn't really. It wasn't a big plot point that he, you know. Um, also, we see, you see, we hear that he is a very, you know, big Reagan supporter, so probably Republican. So, well, so I'm not going to go there, but yeah. I'm just going to, I'm going to make this one point and then drop it, which is, All right. in movies, nothing is in a movie accidentally. So, if there was a Confederate flag in the house, it means the director wanted it to be there. Mm. And I would have liked to have known why. I mean, uh, but we, if, but we can move on. I will just say it's pro it's probably just set dressing. Okay. Yeah, so Barry and Pete are about to land a plane. They're going on one of their runs, and the DEA catches them. And mm -hmm. the DEA has this jet that, the, that you know is really fast and can outrun them. But Barry is, again, he's a brilliant pilot, and he realizes, you know, that, yes, they can go faster, but d their planes can go a lot slower for a lot longer and so mm -hmm. they can just fly out to the ocean and just keep going whereas eventually before them the, that jet is going to run out of fuel so all four that's um all four planes are out there and they you know are just keep going and the dea runs out of fuel and after they're at bingo fuel which means they are zero on the fuel gauge but doesn't so DEA have, have more plans doesn't the dea and have more plans I mean, they have, at this what? point, they just have the one plane <laughs> in flying after, going after them. Okay. I just don't understand how that, how this could have worked. 
other professionals. Oh, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and during this time, one of the other pilots, Bill, apparently like fell asleep as as they were flying, and so Barry does this neat thing where he like hits his you know hits his wing and tips him a little bit to wake him up. I was like, and again, if this is Tom Cruise actually doing that, damn. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's really dangerous and impressive. So that's a, that's a pretty good move. Yeah. <laughs> and at this point, we see find that the FBI is starting to track all this money that's going through Mina. So you have one of these FBI agents, you know, come into town and just see that all these businesses that have spouted up. And we, fi- we find out that uh, one of the Mina banks actually put in an auxiliary vault and at first, Barry thinks that, you know, oh, you guys give me a, you know, building a vault just for me. He's like, oh, no, no, we're building the, this auxiliary for all our other customers. The main vault is for you. See, this is the classic mafia movie thing, too. Is it's <laughs> like they have they have all this money and they spend it. and They have the good times. And then eventually somebody notices because they always do. But then, so like what you want to do is you want to be like an NFL player where you make your money and then get out, but you can't get out because every time you want to get out, they keep pulling you back in. <laughs> so you either die or you get arrested. It's, al- it's almost like crime doesn't pay. Hmm. Or I guess if you Who become the godfather. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I guess if you become the godfather, then you can just get really old. But like, if you're like in middle management, mm-hmm. you're kind of stuck. Yeah. So we see Barry getting chased by the DEA again. This time they brought mm-hmm. a slower plane so he can they can chase after him as long as he can. This is great. This is, the, this is my other favorite part. <laughs> and so he's, he's like, you guys want me to land? All right, I'll land. He, go, he takes his plane down in a residential neighborhood, mm-hmm. lands on a street. It almost looks like a great landing at first, and then he smashes into you know a stop sign. And a tree. I mean, there's no way he wasn't going to smash into something. Yeah, it's true. And so he lands, the plane crashes. He's okay. But he lands in this kid's yard, or this yard with two kids there, and mm-hmm. covered in cocaine. <laughs> yes, like like covered in, in powder. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we've all been in this situation while playing Grand Theft Auto, by the oh, way. I was just going to say, what scenario have you been in this situation? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he. So then he starts throwing money around, and there's this kid. He's like, "Here, kid, have five hundred dollars or whatever. Yeah, Probably more than he that." He gives him money for bike. him, for his sister, and for the bikes. He goes and takes the bike and is right off, on the bike, still co- with the powder just sort of flowing off of him. And I guess somehow he escaped. He gets out somehow, yeah. And so at yeah. this point, we find out that the uh, cartel has had to leave Colombia because Escobar went crazy and killed a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And so they had to move to Nicaragua. Right. And Barry's in this meeting with, uh, with the cartel and the Nicaraguan Minister of the Interior who controls the airport. And at the same time this is happening, JB is being a punk. He steals another Samsonite full of cash mm-hmm. and is acting super suspicious. And that cop, played by Jesse Plemons, spots him. <laughs> And he like he's it's it's this really tense moment where you know JB comes into uh, the restaurant, spots mm-hmm. the sheriff there, they lock eyes. He tries to turn around, run away, and the you know sheriff you know chase, takes him down and arrests him. And so while Barry's in this meeting, he gets all these frequent pages, <laughs> and he's like, 
he's, he's like, look, and you know, they're just staring at him as as the pages keep coming. And he says, "Mi esposa," which means it's my spouse. Mm -hmm. Nice. And, and so, like, oh, we get it. Uh huh. So he he calls and finds out that JB got arrested because yeah, because he was flashing all this cash around. See the classic mistake. <laughs> That's how they always go down. It's like Shakespeare. So, so another counterpoint to your uh, well, not counterpoint. Um, here, so to your point about JB just giving JB all the money, this mm. is what would happen if you gave just gave JB all this money. He would act super suspicious and get caught. But I mean, he got caught kind of regardless. Yeah. Well. So, whatever. I mean, if it were me, I would have been like, "Here's all this money and leave." <laughs> and if you come back, I'll kill you. Which, of course. Spoiler alert is what's about to happen. <laughs> yeah. So Barry goes home and so he's on a bunch of different pay co phone calls with JB and with the cartel. Mm -hmm. And Jorge of uh, Ochoa tells him that, don't worry, we'll handle it. No, no, I don't want you to handle it. <laughs> oh, no, don't worry. We'll handle it. So JB gets, you know, gets out on bail and Barry picks mm -hmm. him up and takes him to the, his, to uh, the car that JB bought. And it's, fueled up and like you said he, Barry gives him a bunch of cash and says you know go take this there's a passport in there go to Bora Bora from Dallas Fort Worth and don't and just goes directly there and mm -hmm. get out of here and as you know as JB is about to get in the car he insults Barry and demands more money weekly and as he's driving away the car explodes yeah. So, so some questions about this part. So first yeah. of all, Barry had like this whole life, like plan, like ready for him. Mm -hmm. So that's also like Breaking Bad, the old guy with the van. Okay. I don't know how well you remember Breaking Bad, but uh, there's like this old alert. guy. I have not, not spoiler, but confession. I've never seen Breaking Bad. Well, it's good. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't think it's like the greatest, greatest show ever. Like some people think it's like, um, like amazing, like life changing. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't agree with them about that, but it is good. Okay, all right. Anyways, I, I, I have. I think it's worth your time if you like like crime, like crime shows, like right. shows about people getting in over their heads and trying to struggle out. <laughs> Just sort of like this movie. Uh, okay, so okay, so so yes, JB tried to tries to extort him, try to get more money out of him. So it's very convenient for Barry that he that he dies. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, well, who rigged the car to explode? And was that, I guess, was the cartel guys? Did he not oh, know cartel, they were there? Yeah. Or did Barry was, No, because Barry is so shocked and surprised about it. I suppose that, yeah. And it ties into later on, and we'll get to this, but when he's, you know, after he gets out and he's well, hunted by the cartel, he's afraid of his car exploding. Mm -hmm. And that's why. Because he knows okay. that, yeah. Because he knows that's like an established way of doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So then after the car explodes, there's all this like evidence that he has to get rid of. Mm -hmm. And my question is, doesn't he have people like people like staff, like help to do that for him? Yeah. But he doesn't want anyone else to know basically. Cause he is so shocked about this, that he's, he just, he just acts in the moment, which again points to the fact that it's not him who did it, but the cartel. Okay, yeah, that's fine. But I guess I guess my question is, would he like would he like call the cartel on the phone and be like, okay, so you killed my brother-in-law, and I don't really like that, but it's it's done. So can you please like come clean it up? 
Well, that would just give them more time, like more time to be found if they just left it there. Well, I mean, yeah, I get that he has to push it off the road first, but I'm talking about like after that. No, uh, no, you would want to. You, I mean, if you, if you, if if that happens, you're not going to want to just wait. You know, call someone else to do it and wait for it. You because there's more chance of you getting caught. You do it and do it quickly. Well, you do it, but you do like a crappy job when you do it quickly. Yeah, it's the classic problem. Whatever. Let, let, let's move on. Then we fu- we go back to Sh- uh, to Schaefer, and Schaefer's in a meeting, and with one of his superiors, and they're looking over the numbers for this program. So over the past year, which his program has been uh, active, they right. of the ten thousand five hundred AK sent, five thousand somehow ended up with the Colombian cartel. So there were See? guns that went. Just not that many. Mm-hmm. And someone did eventually notice. Yes. There, there we go. That's okay. what I was getting at. It just took them a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? The Contras were in on it. Um, yeah, they're not going to they're, they're not gonna say anything. And it's probably until someone goes down independently, vets, and figures out, wait, where the heck are all those guns? Then they'll find out. There you go. And then of the 916 Contras that came to the U.S., only half made it back to Nicaragua. Hmm. And so at this point, you know, Barry finds Schaefer... Uh, at in uh, on his property, and Schaefer mm-hmm. tells him that you know we're shutting things down. Contras didn't just didn't want to fight, and it also didn't help that the guns were in Colombia. That does not help. Yeah, and so Barry, okay, so so what now? And Schaefer just says, "We'll call you." I was like, "Okay, that means I'm being set up as a fall guy." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, of course, is exactly what happens mm-hmm. five minutes later. Yeah. And so Schaefer is running, is, you know, going around his department uh, and saying, okay, put everything, anything, any, any and everything related to Barry Seal or Mina, Arkansas, in a burn bag and then burn it. Yeah. This, this part was like crazy, but it's like Iran Contra a few years early. Mm-hmm. A few years earlier. Uh, so, can I just say something about burn bags? Sure. It always disappointed me that they don't actually, the bags themselves don't do the burning. <laughs> it's not like you put it and then instantly <laughs> disintegrated. Like it's like Harry Potter or something. <laughs> or like a Mission Impossible thing, yeah. Well, I, I do think it was kind of funny because there's an in this part where they're like, put it in the bag and then we'll what do you do? put it in the burn bag and then we'll burn it. Mm-hmm. It's like. It's like if you're to have that job, you think you would know that's what the burn bag's for. It's sort of like, <laughs> so this is going to be kind of a specific thing. All right. At the end of the Man in the High Castle, there's oh. a part where they do a military operation to blow up a thing. I won't okay. tell you what it is. All but right. so there's a part where all the commanders come running out and they're like, okay, let's go. You have 30 seconds. Put the things there and put them there and put them here. So that way when they explode, it'll do this. And I'm like, shouldn't you have explained all of that like five hours before you it's went on the mission? It's bad screenwriting. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's bad screenwriting, but it's funny. But I think it's funny. It doesn't bother me. I just, I'm amused by it. it. This or Anytime there's something like this, it's always to explain to the audience who may or may not understand what's going on. In this, in this case, what a burn bag is actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because maybe they thought, as I initially did when I heard about burn bags, that the bags do the burning themselves. But no, you have to actually burn the bags. They're just a paper bag. Again, still disappointing. <laughs> Life's full of disappointments, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But, and at the same time this is happening, Barry's trying to move everything out of the hangar. And as they're moving mm-hmm. everything, 
DEA, ATF, state police, and the FBI all show up at the hangar, guns drawn, trying to arrest Barry. And Barry's in the middle of them as they're all arguing over jurisdiction and whose collar it is. It was great. It's like something out of the naked gun. <laughs> yeah, because they like I think it was uh, DEA shows up first, and then ATF shows up, guns drawn. Like, no, no, hold on, we're friendlies. No, no, well, this is my collar. <laughs> yeah, and then they all they like all take him. I, think, I guess they, they they all sort of agree we'll all arrest him at the same time. And he we'll gets brought for the, the uh, was it the Arkansas State Attorney General? Yes, played by. Hey, who is she? She looks so familiar. Okay, so she, her name is Jema Mays, and oh. she was in Heroes as a psychic, this girl who could read people's minds, That's and she was her. in the League as Paul Shear's, one of Paul Shear's, like, women that he dated. She is also in Glee. She's, the, uh, I think, the nurse or something. Yeah, or she's just been in a lot yeah, of different, yeah. yeah, she's been in a lot of different TV shows. Mm-hmm. That's why she looks familiar. Okay. Yeah, um, she, she's, I, I think she's, she's like, uh, recognizable but you're just never sure from where so so she wants to nail barry to the wall basically and as you know they get there um basically he's she's basically telling him you know how how many th- oh what he had the what was it the line uh he had the trifecta guns drugs and and i don't know what the other thing is i don't remember the other thing either I don't know. all right but anyways so as this is happening she gets a call from the governor of Arkansas, Governor Clinton. Mm-hmm. Who, a man you may know. Yeah. <laughs> Future President Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. And as she's on, you know, so everyone is, she says, all right, everyone out, take it, take him with you. So they're just sitting outside in the hall. And mm-hmm. as they're sitting, he's like just telling the officers about how apparently Cadillacs have the most trunk space. Yeah, and, a little smuggling tap. Mm-hmm. For all of their troubles, he'll give them all Cadillacs. Now, refresh memory. They say that he give them Cadillacs filled with money, or just Cadillacs. No, he, he said, "I'll just, I'll just give you a Cadillac." And they okay. say, "You want to add bribery to your list of charges?" <laughs> and he says, "It's not a bribe. I'll just give it to you because yeah. I'm gonna walk out of here." They all laugh. Then he yeah. says it again. And a minute later, the attorney general comes out and says, "All right, take the cuffs." I was like, "What?" And they're all you know, like incredulous and it's like, "Nope." It's, you he's free to go because so this was interesting so a state attorney general can apparently tell an fbi agent what to do apparently or it's a movie (laughs) uh that's 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 true i mean so so apparently did you know that like states have their own fbis like i listened to this podcast called um up and vanished a few years Uh ago and the gbi is like one of the main organizations in it, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. I did not know that. Interesting. Like, well, I don't know if every state has one, but that's mm-hmm. a that would be an example of one. But this guy's <laughs> FBI. So, but I'm like, but if it was the ABI, mm-hmm. Arkansas Bureau of Investigation, then it would make sense that they would answer to her. Right. Right. Um, but well, I would also guess it makes sense that her orders come from the top, really. Well, it's not clear who gets him out at first, which I thought was interesting because he, why is he so confident that he's going to walk out of there if the uh, CIA has disavowed him? I think it's once that they got that phone call. Once she, she got, got that phone call, call and she, he's like, oh, oh this is going to go my way. And so he's, but, and he, he, so when he gets in the car and there's these two guys in suits, mm-hmm. 
He said, and he, he said, he's like, Schaefer told you to get me out, right? Because I, I know too much. And right. then they're both like, who's Schaefer? Yeah. So, well, yeah, so. But, he, but, he does, but he does know too much. And I thought well, that was something that would, have, that would have come up. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, so he gets, you know, brought to an airport, taken on a private plane, lands in D.C. And as he's driving, I was like, oh, hey, I know all these places. <laughs> yep. And gets driven through to the White House. And that's who he's going to be working for, is apparently the White House directly. Mm -hmm. So I guess somebody and, there got his name, presumably from Schaefer or someone yeah. in CIA. Mm -hmm. And so this is all happening because of uh, Nancy Reagan's Just Say No uh, anti-drug program, mm -hmm. which we see an actual clip of in, and Nancy Re uh, Ronald and Nancy Reagan doing one of their, you know, fireside talks. Right. And I've been waiting to be, you know, taken into a meeting room, sits next to someone and is like, you a pilot? I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, and he's like, oh, yeah, me too. I flew wherever. I flew wherever. And then he's like, come, someone calls me. I say, come on, W. And it's George W. Bush. Played. This is like, uh, this, this movie is full of celebrity cameos. Did you notice who he was played by? No. Uh, I, can, I can look it up here. Play, who plays Trip Tucker in Enterprise? Wow, that, that is a, that is a connection. I mean, apparently, he's like a lot of villains in all these TV shows too. Really? Oh, I've never yeah. seen him anything besides this and Enterprise. So, did you ever watch much Stargate? Uh, I've seen a bit. Yeah. So there was like a couple episodes of this one Stargate show where he was like a villain. So it's oh. like I guess he. Yes, he's a TV actor that happened to show up in this movie. Yeah. Just like uh, Jema. But yeah, so he ends up in a meeting uh, with Ollie North and the DEA. The DEA right. wants to stop the cartel, and North wants to prove that the Sandinistas are dealing drugs. So uh, Ollie North, if you're not familiar with him on, on the air, he, he was heavily involved with Iran-Contra, and according to American Dad, he was like the fall guy. <laughs> But mm -hmm. yeah, he, he, his name will forever be associated with that uh, with that scandal. Yeah, yeah. And if you ever ever watched episodes of Jag, he makes cameos in Jag. The actual person or the I character? Think so yeah, it's it, he. It is actually him. Although they never name him as Ollie North, he's just a mysterious you know guy who has intel connections. But it's supposed to be himself. <laughs> Playing himself right. All right, so so Barry starts working for the White House, flying again. Mm -hmm. So the DEA hooks up one of his planes, planes with a bunch of cameras in it to take photos when, you know, the, the Sandinistas start doing the doing the drug deals. A questionable and, plan at yeah. best. And Pete, who, I guess we never we haven't seen any of the other uh, of his pilots ex except for Pete at this point. I mean, they're like in the background, but they don't really do yeah. much of anything. But Pete's not happy with this. He can see the wires to where the cameras are, and the DEA, you know, agent is assuring uh, Barry that you know these photos will be classified. No one's ever going to see them except for Intel people. Mm -hmm. And so, as they land their plan in Nicaragua, they are greeted what by a bunch of Sandinista soldiers with guns, and you know they're put on their knees, guns to their heads. Mm -hmm. And Jorge Ochoa drives up and and like tells him, "No, oh, shoot the gringos! Shoot the gringos!" 
and then said, no, 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 I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. And, you know, they are shaken, and Pete pissed himself. <laughs> what a hilarious prank on your on your fellow criminal. And, of course, at this point, because Pete was, you know, kind of reticent to do it, to do, you know, take these photos. Now he's like, oh, hell, I'm getting all the photos. And yeah. so they get a bunch of really good photos, Barry right in the middle of most of them. <laughs> Which turns and, out to be bad. Yeah, because on his next fireside chat, Reagan shows the photos on national TV with Barry's face front and center. So the White House exposes him, but his context there said that wasn't the intention, but you knew the risks. So, yeah. So, and also the cartel finds out, and uh, they are not happy. So they send some people to us. And the, well, the DEA also isn't happy because those photos were supposed to be released after they had the cartel in custody, not before. Mm. And it's and he says that you know North jumped the gun. Yep. And so now I, I also uh, like at this part uh, when Barry's on the uh, on a payphone again because mm-hmm. this movie's full of payphones, and he just has these big stacks of quarters on top of the payphones <laughs> just in case he's going to be there for a while. Yeah. And now the feds are coming for Barry and his family. Mm-hmm. And so Barry tells Lucy, you know, when they come, she's got to put on all her jewelry because if she's wearing it, they can't take it. So the and so when the feds come, she's wearing this like ridiculous giant fur coat and mm-hmm. loads of jewelry, all of her rings and bracelets. Yeah. They have they're having this argument as the feds are trying to inspect everything, and there's a nice callback mm. to that. You know when he's like, "Do you trust me?" He's like, "F no." I mean, this is something that happens in every like mobster gangster movie too. Mm-hmm. Is like eventually when you get exposed, the feds come and take it all. They don't let you keep your uh, ill-gotten gains. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't and matter so, if it doesn't matter if you have money stacked up in your house; it's all going to be gone. Mm-hmm. And Barry tells Lucy that, you know, if he runs, then they're going to go after her and the kids. So he Barry will, go, you know, take the punishment, go to prison, and the kids will be safe. And so yep. he moves uh, the kids back and Lucy back to Baton Rouge. And as Barry's, you know, in court getting sentenced and the attorney general's there again, his sentence is pronounced and it is a thousand hours community service. And he's very confused. Like, that's it? Do I do I have to do I have to leave? <laughs> yeah, because I think. I mean, he what, what do you think about that sentence? You think it's fair? Honestly, I kind of do because I mean, well, granted, he did a lot of other crap, but he was also like in this case, he was doing it for his country. No, he and wasn't. He got over. <laughs> well, okay, he's doing it to no, save he... his own skin. Fine. <laughs> I mean. I, so I, I think he, I think he should have gone to prison personally. Oh well, no. Okay, probably. Yeah, probably. Well, so like, it, so it would be one thing if he was doing something illegal for his country and then got caught, yeah. and and so on. But the but he did so for the country and then did extracurricular activities, which all were right, all right, all right, all right, yeah, yeah, okay, and that's yeah, what he just put it that way. Yes. That's what he deserves to go to prison for. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. Yeah, Artel, you know, starts sending people after him. Well, we just mm-hmm. see, you know, two um, people, get hit, presumably hitmen, like, land in an airport. Harry, you know, starts staying in a different motel every night and starts recording all of his memories, all of counters. So, and, I have a question about this part. Yeah. What was the deal with him asking people to back away from his car? Is it because he thought the car was going to blow up? Yeah. So, this, this, yeah, that's it. He, 
and this is again supposed to tie in with that scene about JB earlier. Right. So he thought, mm -hmm. yeah, every time he started the car, he was afraid that it was going to explode because that's how one of the ways that they get rid of people. Why don't you just look underneath it? Yeah, that, I mean, to be fair, that could have been a I guess thing. You wouldn't necessarily see it. You don't know, and also you don't know where. Like, if you look someplace, they might have hid it somewhere else. Like, so you don't really. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't know much about car bombs. I don't know where necessarily they locate the bomb. No, I mean, I mean, none of us know what we're talking about as usual. I just feel like you could at least take a couple seconds and look underneath it, as opposed to just being like, "Well, I hope, I hope it doesn't blow up this time." Yeah. And he does this his community service at the same Salvation Army halfway house, 120 days in a row. One, you know, so he's recording all his memories, and and this is where we, you know, all of his little snippets that we've seen throughout the movie, we see them again as he's recording the first time. One of these days, one of these nights, when he's about to go in for his community service, two men up to his car, and then we cut to recording of him recording his last summary. Mm -hmm. And so you don't actually see the shooting happen, but yeah, the tape sort of does like a needle skip. Yeah, basically. like a brown, which is like, whoa. I guess I probably should have seen it coming, but it's still kind of shocking when it happens. <laughs> so I, I guess it's left ambiguous as to who killed him. I mean, it's... We uh, assume it's the cartels, but it could yeah. have been the government. That's also true. And during the investigation, so some agents come and take over it and take all the evidence presumably to all be destroyed except now we saw how do we know his story is it from the tapes that's a great question yeah like, i don't I mean, know, we know it because he out. did get arrested and all, all, all mm -hmm. that so that stuff's public record but so we find out so if you know and then it goes into this ending montage so what's his name schaefer gets the idea about the iran contra affair mm-hmm uh, so he decides, all right, yeah, yes, the we'll have Iran sell weapons to the Contra so they can fight. <laughs> <laughs> It'll definitely work this time. Mm -hmm. And then you have, you know, we find Lucy moved back to uh, moved back to Louisiana. She, you know, is working in fast food again, which was something she threatened to do earlier in the movie. Which was sad. And it says, and then we find that uh, the CIA, you know, still continue to use some of Barry Seal's planes, one of mm -hmm. which got shot down over Nicaragua and st and was what actually started the investigation to the Iran-Contra affairs. So there's like his little footnote of history. Mm -hmm. Also, and, the part where Lucy's working at the KFC, oh yeah, she, she has, has her, like a diamond bracelet. So, fun fact. So, after Seal died, or actually, no, yeah, after Seal died, yeah, so his planes went to into CIA custody, one of which, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, was the one that got destroyed. The other of which was just went, sort of sat in a hangar and was bought by private investors, brought to Costa Rica and turned into a bar. Really? And I visited that bar. So I've been in his and plane. Wow. And, and when we posted this. <laughs> so it's one, it's one of his larger cargo planes. Yeah. Similar to the one that he had the cameras built into it. Oh, it's like the giant one. Okay. Yes, yes, yeah. So cool uh, when we post when we post this um, podcast, uh, we can I'll post some of those photos on our social media of me visiting the plane. Nice. All right, and I think that is the movie. I don't have anything else. Uh, that's pretty much it. So we can move into spy fact versus spy fiction. 
Always my favorite part. So as I said, this um, the you know the um, the director described this film as a lie based on a true story or a fun lie based on a true story. So a lot of this is very debatable on whether or not it's true. Mm -hmm. um, apparently, what's that? Seal at one point flat out denied that uh, he was work had ever worked for the CIA. Although he denied it in court, so maybe he was just trying to cover his cover his tail. Who knows? It's mm -hmm. uh, but the CIA a report by the CIA Inspector General acknowledged that covert training exercises were conducted at at the Mina Municipal Airport, but denied any illegal smuggling took place. Okay, it's slightly unclear if it was his plane uh, that went down over Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. Because it it was apparently belonged to Southern Air Transport, which is a uh, front company for the CIA. So okay, it could, so be, it could his, be it could be his plane, yeah. and they just you know that on that. Um, but yeah, a lot of also he was a smuggler long before. Uh, well, actually, you know, as it, as said in the movie, he did some small time smuggling and then went full blown. So it's unclear whether or not he was. Uh, you know, smuggling for the for the CIA, or if he was just out for his own money, <laughs> right? But he did act as an undercover agent for the DEA after he after he got arrested. So this is how we know some of his story. Okay. Yeah. So like, and also JB, that whole plot with JB invented for the film. What really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. What What about the part where he lands on the on the street? Also invented for the film. Darn, that's disappointing. <laughs> but <laughs> it made for an entertaining movie. That's true. All right, so did you have a favorite quote? I had some trouble finding a favorite quote. I would say my favorite quote is, can I do two? Yeah, sure. One of them is either, this is the greatest country in the world. Mm -hmm. And the other one is, I'm going to walk out of here. <laughs> and the quotes themselves aren't that great. I guess it's more the circumstances under which they're delivered that I really All right, like. so... My favorite quote is, it's actually his last scene. It says, mm. you know, I guess yeah, I could, you, you could say I helped build an army, defend a country, and create the biggest drug cartel this world has ever seen. DEA, CIA, White House. I mean, it's been a hell of an adventure. Aw, that's nice. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, what a legacy, though. The greatest, <laughs> drug, car the biggest <laughs> drug cartel in the world. Mm -hmm. It's not exactly something to be proud of. Yep, yep, yep. All right. All right, and now I believe it is time for our ratings of mm -hmm. 1 to 10 martinis, 1 being the worst spy movie you've ever seen, and 10 being the greatest spy movie ever. All right. How would you rate this film? So this is, a. I think this movie is more of like a gangster movie or like a crime <laughs> movie than it is a spy movie. I mean, All just right. because the CIA is involved doesn't mm -hmm. make it a spy movie. It, it does have some entertaining parts. Usually, the sort of the um, the the metric I use to judge whether I, I like a movie is whether or not it holds my attention, which it did. Mm -hmm. I do think that if you love Tom Cruise or vehicles or Tom Cruise and vehicles, this is the movie <laughs> for you. Yes, but I um I I think it's like pretty pretty average. It was an interesting story. The fact that a lot of it's not true bugs me, so I will give it a five out of ten. Martinez. All right, and I again big Tom Cruise fan, so that's going to boost it up for me. It always, it, 
having Tom Cruise in that your movie will always boost it up a few numbers for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. Right. Um, I you know I enjoy this movie a lot and I appreciate like all of the well, not like your action scene but all the flying scenes were I thought were really well done especially you know anytime that Tom Cruise is actually flying in it so I thought that was really cool mm-hmm. and I just appreciate I also appreciate that it shows you know sort of the dirtier side of the CIA and the, the, how they were especially during that time period with how they were you know willing to you know turn their uh, turn their head if, and sort of ignore some stuff that was necessarily going on during their operations. It's definitely an area of the spy and the spy fire world that we haven't covered yet. So yeah. I think it was a good choice in that respect. Mm-hmm. All right. A- anything else you want to talk about before I do the sign off? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us. You can find us on social media at the spy fi guys under Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram until next time. I'm Zach. And I'm Christian. And we are the SpyFi Guys, signing off. Thank you for listening to the SpyFi Guys. If you enjoyed our podcast, please be sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. The theme song from this podcast is Mistake the Getaway by Kevin MacLeod from Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Films, books, and television shows reviewed by our podcast are the intellectual property of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. This is a personal podcast. Any views, statements, or opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the participants. They do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the participants may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. You can find our podcast on social media at The Spy Fi Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.